0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Broken Vessels Mended by God podcast. And we are wrapping up the exploring the gospel lessons with our final lesson, lesson number four. And I hope you've been enjoying going through the gospel message like this piece by piece, learning more about God, and the great hero of God's story, Jesus, our Savior. My name is Ruth Douthit and I started this podcast years ago to encourage listeners like you about scripture. I share with you life lessons I've learned by studying various books of the Bible and I've gleaned so much that I just can't keep it to myself. I have to share it with others and I hope it has been an encouragement for you to listen to Exploring the Gospel and let me know. Subscribe to my podcast or shoot me a comment and let me know what you think of the podcast so far. In Lesson 3 of Exploring the Gospel, we looked at redemption and the hero of God's great story, Jesus. Imagine you're talking to someone about Jesus right now, the hero of God's story. How would you explain how Jesus is different than any other man who ever lived? It's important for Christians to know who Jesus is and that he is God incarnate, which makes him different than any other man who ever lived. In this lesson, we're going to look at restoration. And to fully understand the gospel message, we all need to know the consequences of our sinful nature. There was a cost. Our Savior Jesus Christ came to deliver us from that sinful nature and pay the ultimate price that we owed God. But the story doesn't end there. He also brings restoration to those who seek him. So in this, our final lesson in exploring the gospel, we will look at restoration, the new creation that awaits all who call upon the name of the Lord. Now, so far, we have looked at God's love for us. He created for a reason, and that reason was to be known, because God knows that the greatest good for all of His creation is to know Him. So He spoke everything into being so He would be known. And we looked at how we can know some of God's attributes by looking at His amazing creation all around us the trees, the birds, a lovely sunrise, the mountains, and the oceans. But we cannot know everything about God just by looking at his creation, which is called General Revelation. So God, being the loving Father that he is, gave us his word called Special Revelation. And That word communicates to us his great story of redemption. And his story begins with love. You've all probably heard the very popular verse John 3 16 for God so loved. Now remember the five main points of the good news of God that Billy Graham mentioned in his uh, very popular video of his very popular preaching session in London back in the late 60s. He said the first point is God loves man. John 3.16. The second point is man is separated from God by sin, and we read about that in Genesis 3-4. through 4. The third main point is God's main provision of reconciliation is Jesus, and we read about that in Romans 6 and Ephesians 2. The fourth main point is God raised Jesus from the dead to conquer sin. And we read about that in Romans 10. The fifth main point is we can have new life in Jesus and be reconciled to God. And that is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I love that very famous sermon that Billy Graham gave to the people in London because he talked about how much God loves us. And he's more concerned with our souls than anything else in the universe and that's why he sent himself in the form of jesus christ to die for us so that we can be reconciled to him and that problem with our souls that sinful nature is solved through christ that's a lot of love we need to tell the world of God's love for them. So many times when we start with the gospel message, we skip right to main point number two. And we start talking about sin and sinful nature. But we forget to mention to people that we are loved by God. And so many people walk around this world living their lives without knowing they are loved. How tragic is that? And yet we Christians have failed them by skipping over the first main point, to yell out the second main point. I have seen so many street preachers tell those in the crowd how they are sinners dying and going to hell. And that is true, but not once is God's love ever mentioned. People need to know that God loves them and cares about their soul more than anything else in all of creation. Still, there are those who settle on that first main point of love and skip over the second main point of sin. And I have seen those preachers on television too, and have seen their books on shelves in the bookstores. They don't want to tell people about their sinful nature, because it might, quote, offend them, unquote. And well, yes, the gospel message is offensive. That's why Jesus was killed. His message was offensive. That's why people all over the world for thousands of years have been killed just for proclaiming the gospel message. Jesus said he came to divide, not to bring peace. His word cuts deeply and divides many. But we need to go through each of the five main points of the gospel message with love, kindness, and patience and not skip over any of them. newness of life. But people also need to know that something significant happens once they confess with their mouths Jesus as Lord and believe in their hearts that God raised Him from the dead. And that is transformation. Remember, the demons proclaim Jesus as the Holy Son of God. It isn't enough to just say it. One must take ownership of the message and possess it. That's when we begin to see true transformation happen. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. As Jesus' representative, we have the privilege of announcing the life-changing power of God's coming new creation as well found in revelation chapter 21. then i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more and i saw the holy city new jerusalem coming down out of heaven from god prepared as a bride adorned for her husband ah newness everyone loves to buy something new There's a great feeling that comes from sitting in a new car or moving into a new house. When we get that desire for newness from our God. We get that desire for newness from our God because we are created in His image. He understands this and gives us newness of life when we surrender to Him. And He is preparing a new heaven and new earth for us still to come. God's great story offers wonderful answers to the life story questions many callers who call into the Billy Graham Evangelical Association ask the discipleship coaches, what will the world or your world look like when all else is as it should be? Who or what will be the focus or main purpose of this world? And so after callers are told about God's redeeming love and how only Jesus can solve all their problems, they want to know more, wouldn't you? They want to know what that new life and new world will look like. They want to dream about their new purpose once they have been transformed. And don't we all? I have a friend who just graduated from college and now she's looking for a career. She is so excited about her new life, her new purpose in life, and she wants to begin this journey now. Newness of life. We all crave it. Redeemer. The new creation is being restored through the work of the Redeemer. And in Mark 1, Jesus announced the good news. In Mark 1, 14-15, it says, After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. The kingdom of God is a present-day reality. Being born again, as Jesus talked about in John chapter 3, the Spirit is the guarantee pledge foretaste of what is to come found in Ephesians chapter 1 So if someone asked you how would you explain how would you explain the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven and why is it important for Christians to know what the kingdom of God is So think about those questions that folks often discuss at the Billy Graham Association What will the entire world look like when all is as it should be, and who or what will be the focus or main purpose of this world? Answers. People always want answers to their questions, and those are good questions. Now that the world's problems have been solved through Jesus, what will that world look like? The Billy Graham Evangelical Association discipleship coaches talk with people who are at the end of their ropes. They typically explain how they have tried everything from drugs to alcohol to money to career to sex, but nothing has solved their problems. All these things, in fact, have made their problems worse. The online guests are searching for wholeness. They long for restoration. Thank the Lord, we have what they are looking for. Can you imagine a discipleship coach telling each caller that they have the solution to all their problems, but then end the call or just log off the computer? That would be cruel. And yet that's what we do when we don't tell the people of the world the truth. Only Jesus can solve all their problems because only Jesus can give newness of life. We read in 1 John chapter 2 that the world and its desires are passing away, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. God's word clearly states that this natural world and everything in it is passing away. The laws of physics tell us the same thing, but nothing in this world can stop it from passing away, not climate change initiatives not global taxes to stop climate change not any act of congress not nato not the un not the world economic forum no world leader can stop it god said in 1st john chapter 2 the world and its desires pass away but whoever does the will of god what lives forever Only that which exists outside this natural world can stop the natural world from dying. And that's Jesus. This present world and its desires and pleasures are fleeting. But the love of God and his good plans for our lives will last forever. Jesus is Lord. Once Jesus conquered death, unlike any great man or leader has ever done, he proved to his own that he is Messiah. Once he ascended to the throne, he proved that he is Lord of all. As we read in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, it says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And in Luke 24, verse 49, Jesus said, And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Jesus has the power and authority to make us new again. What has been broken, he can restore. Praise God today. What a powerful and loving God we serve. Your story is important. Think about some thoughts about how God restored you. To newness of life that you can share with others the new creation in isaiah 53 it says jesus was despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief when god walked the earth it was in the paradise of the garden of eden and then he walked the earth as jesus imagine his sorrow when he saw what sin had done to his beautiful creation but god isn't finished with his story in revelation 21 it says and he who was seated on the throne said behold i am making all things new jesus christ will return to this world to fully establish his kingdom's reign over a new heaven and a new earth after reading revelation 21 which world do you prefer So many times we love this world and everything in it, yet we must be prepared to leave this world and embrace the new creation. It sounds strange to long for heaven while still alive here on earth, but this is how we are to live. Life as a new creation in Christ should be the most exciting and wonderful life anyone can imagine. We will have a new purpose, a new meaning, a perfect environment under perfect management, a perfect job with perfect results. Right now, we have a purpose, meaning, but we have an imperfect environment, imperfect management, imperfect jobs, and we leave behind imperfect results. All of this leaves us feeling empty and lost. But those in Christ can rely on a new creation that is perfect forever. Isn't that a message of hope the world longs to hear? In 2 Corinthians 4, 4, we read, In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So those in the world, they cannot see it, but we can tell them about what awaits them when they surrender to Christ, that newness of life that everyone seeks. The author C.S. Lewis once stated, In his book, The Weight of Glory, if we consider the unblushing promises of reward and the staggering nature of the rewards promised in the Gospels, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures, fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. We are far too easily pleased. We long to stay at the airport instead of landing in Hawaii. We are too focused on the temporary. In our perfect world, quote-unquote, built around something, we have turned into idols. Houses, careers, phones, computers, cars, friends, family, money. All of it is temporary. Workers at the Billy Graham Evangelical Association call center say many online guests reveal their hearts by saying, if only I had blank, then I would be happy. Sometimes they say a relationship, a job, a college degree, a house, a family, a friend. But these temporary things will only provide temporary happiness. We who know Jesus know the truth. Only Jesus can provide eternal peace and joy that the world craves. One thing we learned at the Billy Graham Evangelical Association conference we attended was to reflect on the names of Jesus as a person tells you what he or she needs in their lives. If they're suffering from anxiety and chaos, they need the Prince of Peace. If they need healing, they need the Great Physician. If they need deliverance from drugs or alcohol, they need the Savior or the Deliverer. They are stuck in darkness, they need the light of the world. If they need salvation, they need the Redeemer. And sometimes they're just lonely and they need Jesus, a friend. And these are just some of the names of Jesus. When a caller explains his or her need, The discipleship coach reflects on the names of Jesus and points the caller to who Jesus is. This shows them that only Jesus can meet all their needs. So if someone called in and said, my father is dying of COVID and I cannot go visit him in the hospital, help me, I feel so sad. You could tell them about the great physician and friend of Jesus. Or perhaps someone else says, I saw a prayer on a website and I've been reciting it because I am so scared. The world is crazy right now. They might need the Prince of Peace to calm their souls. By taking people to the names of Jesus and showing them where he is mentioned in scripture, we can show how he meets their needs right where they are. When we share our own story of redemption, we can show people the hope of restoration. That's the power of the Gospel. I thank you for joining me on this journey of the Gospel message. I hope you have learned much. I know I have. The Gospel is the very foundation of our belief, so it is always a good thing to review it. There is power in the Gospel. As Paul wrote, it is the power of God unto salvation. People need to know it. They need to know the true power, true hope, and true deliverance. This is the message we must take to the world. Think of the answers to those questions that many people ask the discipleship coaches. Who am I? Why am I here? Does my life have meaning or purpose? Who or what do I look to for my sense of self-worth? Through Jesus, you have the answers to those questions. Who am I? I am a child of the living God, an heir to the throne, a citizen of heaven, Why am I here to proclaim this truth of Jesus? To let my light shine in this dark world? Does my life have meaning or purpose? Yes, only because of Jesus. Who or what do I look to for my sense of self-worth? Jesus, who loved me so much, he died for me and conquered death once and for all, that I might live. So see, you have the answers to these questions if you are in Christ Jesus. You have that message of eternal life that others need to hear. And if you don't know Jesus, bow your head right now and pray to him and let him know that you need him desperately. You need that redemption from your sinful nature and you need hope that the world just does not offer. You want that newness of life, that transformation that can only come from confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. I thank you for taking time to learn more about the gospel in these four lessons. And next time we'll learn about another book in upcoming studies. And until then, God bless.